0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour, welcome to The Rendezvous, I'm Simon Marcel. Before we talk love, before we talk relationships, I just want to share that story fresh from earlier today where I have uh, this young cousin of mine by the name of Samuel who is actually in Paris. And he called me as I was driving to the studio and he was going to dinner with this French young woman, Laurence. And he asked me this question, he said, Do you think... I should ask her plenty of questions. What do you think would be a good date for her? And I told Samuel that I think the best dates and would you just be yourself? I said, I'm not gonna tell you what to ask her or not to ask her. Just be yourself and then enjoy. Don't make mistakes like you have certain things you should say or not say. Just go with the flow. You've known her before you guys went out have fun. And that is an advice that I wish somebody told me when I was 21, like his age, because I used to try some technique and strategy and none of it worked at the time, period. So I told him, don't do like me, do better than me, just be yourself. And that's my first advice for tonight. Any questions? 855-905-8255. Call me. You have a question about your relationship? Just dial 855-905-8255. Tara, bonjour. Bonjour,
0: Simon.
1: Bonjour, Tara. Welcome to The Rendezvous. How can I help you tonight?
0: Well, I have a question about this guy. I've been seeing for about four months this wonderful man. He repairs air conditioners, and he just got a big job in Las Vegas where he has to go every few weeks and work on this hotel's air conditioning, and he's going out of town a lot. So... I started noticing on his Facebook page this woman uh, who's liking his posts and posting pictures of herself, and she's a dancer. Mm -hmm. And she works at the hotel that he's repairing the air conditioner. And she's very, very pretty and has a great figure and very flashy. And I I couldn't be more opposite of her, but Mm -hmm. I'm just starting to notice this, and I'm not sure how to... Confront him about it, I'm not sure if it's just paranoid or you know, but it does seem like there's something going on with them.
1: Okay, did you snoop into his Facebook account, or you guys how did you get access to his Facebook page?:
0: Yeah, I did snoop a little bit. She did like some of his posts, so I looked up her Facebook page, and we're not friends, but you can see certain things and one of the things she posted. Was about all the wonderful people she meets doing her job at this hotel, and it was very apparent to me that she was talking about him.
1: Okay, well, I think that it would be better if you talk to him about this very, you know, soon because otherwise it's gonna get obsessional. And I can put myself in your shoes; I would be feeling the same way. And I think you you entitled his girlfriend to ask him just what's going on right? Who is she? And then you let him say what he has to say. And if your intuition rings that he's lying, he probably is. If your intuition is remaining calm and it's all green, then let it go. I don't
0: think it's okay to confront him about it.
1: It's not the word confront. It's the word discussion. That's what I want you to do. Have a conversation, Ah. not a confrontation conversation where oh, you know, say what's okay. going on and, and, and you use the soft tone, you don't yell at him you don't point the finger, say what's going on, just lay the facts and and then let's see how it goes Okay, I'll
0: try Simon, thank you, I, mean, I think that's mature and sane which uh, I haven't been, I guess, a little
1: <laughs> It's okay, you know we all do what we can, but we can't build a relationship without the trust and I can feel that, you know, the trust is a little shaken, so just let's reestablish the trust hopefully, okay? Okay. Fingers crossed there is nothing there. Have a good night, Tara. Thank you for calling.
0: Thank you so much, Simon, for being there.
1: You're welcome. That's a key topic. Confrontation versus a conversation when there's a problem. Let's talk about that next. When is it time when you're in a relationship to have a conversation? And when is it time to have a confrontation? Because that are very different things. When you have a doubt, when uh, like Tara just just called, you know, you find out that maybe that your partner is on Facebook, you know, just some pictures of his has been liked by some women or you have suspicions, but you're not sure of the facts and you just want to lay out your doubts. That's when you have a conversation. And why? Because, first of all, everybody's innocent until proven guilty. And I think for our own relationships that, you know, if we jump to confrontation and ma, 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 what you did this and the yelling, the person retracts. It's just like unbearable. But if we open the door to ask questions and then really listen to the answers, in many instances, things will be fine. So that's the time to have a conversation. Now, there are times where you have to be confrontational. I'm going to tell you when next. So when is it in your mind the time to have a confrontation with your partner and not a conversation? Well, in my mind at least, it's when we have the stop sign in our mind because we want to stop our partner's behaviors. For instance, we know for sure our partner has cheated. It's no more a conversation that starts by, hey, can we have a word together? It is, hey, we need to talk about this. That's a confrontation. And a confrontation doesn't mean you have to yell at the partner. It means it's like a cold, stone conversation. Think about like if it's like the same with kids. When the kids messes around and you, you, know, you know that's enough, you say, hey, stop. Well, same thing in a relationship. When your partner messes around and you know for sure you do the stop sign, hey, stop this, or this is what happened, no more. That's when I think we have to confront each other so that we stop something going on from going to worse. And that's the difference between a conversation and a confrontation. And now if you have a question for me about your relationship, just dial in 855-905-8255. I'm here. 855-905-8255. Aubrey, bonjour.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Aubrey. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight?
2: I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how many chances do you really give someone that you love? Mm -hmm. I was dating a guy off and on for a year or so, and he just always seemed to find someone else that he wanted to date, but we were friends and i knew he was going through a hard time with his career financially so you know i'd back off we'd become close again just as friends and i was being supportive but he'd always find someone else he wanted to date and i i tried to love him unconditionally but i still liked him and then i was always the last choice and now i'm just trying to figure out how many chances do i give him because i think he does want to marry me but he's so confused and now i'm confused because I just don't know how many chances, you know, do you really give someone that you love when they're really for, kind of lost.
1: For sure. And confusion is, you know, it's something that is contagious. If one is getting confused, the other partner gets confused too. So tell me, I mean, you're on and off with this guy. Why are you always taking him back?
2: Because I wanted to be a good friend. And there were times at the beginning where I wasn't sure if we were a good match. So I just sort of was like open to us just being friends, and then it seemed like as soon as we would go back to being friends, uh, we'd fall for each other again, and then he'd get bored or something. Yeah. You see what I mean, the pattern?
1: But, yeah, I'm, I'm more concerned about you hanging on, on something that doesn't seem very unconditional love. A man who goes to see another woman while he's, you know, in between dating you, this is not unconditional love, Obrecht, so um maybe... Instead of you know, thinking about the unconditional love, maybe you just you know don't see this guy anymore because he's confused, you said, he's confusing you. I think you you should, you know, maybe date somebody who makes you feel safe, who makes you feel, you know, like you're the priority and not somebody who dates other women uh, in between.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, do you think that I can still be friends with him?
1: Oh do you of think course, I go
2: no contact.
1: Yeah, no ooh la right? No romance, no ooh la la. But I'm always on the side of friendship. I mean if you can you can why not stay friends? Just okay. absolutely.
2: Okay. I'm gonna okay. try it. I don't yeah, Simon, I don't I want to be friends for to, you know, be unconditional, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to be friends with him. But you're right, he doesn't make me feel safe because there's always someone else. So what's the
1: point? Yeah, that's that's okay. not a good sign.
2: You're right. Okay. Thank you, Simon.
1: You're most welcome. Any other questions, don't hesitate to call me back. Thank you, Audrey, and have a good night. You know what? Here's the key question. Do you believe in unconditional love in a relationship? Let's talk about that next. You know, it's interesting. Aubrey, my last caller, said, you know, I'm looking for the unconditional love. I try to give unconditional love. But what does it mean, unconditional love, if you're in a relationship? It means that no matter what happened, you're still going to love your partner. Let me give you a few instances and think in your mind, yes or no. You go home after the show tonight or you know, whenever you go home, you find your partner in a very bad mood and slap you right away as you walk in the door. Would you stay with somebody like that? You should if it's unconditional. Or how about this one? You go home late tonight and what do you find with your partner? The neighbor doing ulala. You would just say, oh, it's okay because I love you unconditionally. I don't think so. So let's be serious. None of this is possible. There is conditions for a great love story. There's only one instance, one kind of relationship in my mind that is unconditional when it comes to love. I'll tell you that next. So when I'm talking about unconditional love in a relationship, I don't believe in it. Okay, when it comes to romantic relationship, I clearly don't. Because I can't see myself, I don't know if you could with yourself, going home after the show, finding, if I was in a relationship, my girlfriend sleeping with my neighbor and think it would be fine. So no way it's unconditional. There's the conditions we need for a healthy relationship. The only one relationship I see in the world that is unconditional is parents and kids. I mean, I think that love, that bonding love, even if you have tough times, it's just... It's still your kids and it's still your parents forever. That's really the family unconditional love that I can see that exists. The rest, when it comes to romance, this in my book requires conditions, limits, and rules. Any questions, call me 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255, si vous parlez français or in English, 855-905-8255, because after all, I do speak French and English. Uh, Viviane, bonjour.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Viviane. Welcome to The Rendez-Vous. How can I help you tonight?
3: Well, I'm recently seeing someone that I've known for a very long time. We've been friends for about five years, and I don't know how to talk to him about maybe taking this to the next step.
1: I see. Explain to me in your own words what. How would you describe your relationship?
3: Uh, so we we have been friends for, you know, a very long time, and it, it just started about three months ago that we are seeing each other.
1: Oh, so now it includes ulala, right?
2: Yes, <laughs> the ulala.
1: The ulala, the famous ulala. Okay, so you want to know how to be exclusive? Is that what you want to know? Exactly. Okay. So, I mean, it's very simple. When it's time to have the DTR that define the relationship talk, and trust me, men are not in a good mood when they're hungry, so you wait that your man is well-fed, you got to feed the beast before you speak to him. (laughs) And then, after dinner or after lunch or breakfast, then you say, listen, I want us to be exclusive, and I like you, we're having a great time, but I don't feel like I can uh, continue in a relationship where... I don't feel you're on the same page. Maybe you want to see other women or not. I don't know. I don't know how you feel. Let me know. Let's talk about it. How do you feel? And do you feel the same desire than me to be exclusive starting now? Okay? Okay. <laughs> it's your right to ask this. It's been three months. You've had ooh You have feelings for the guy. And you need to know how he feels. And if he says, no, I don't want us to be exclusive, then you say, well, you know, um, let me think about it. And you decide for yourself if, A, you want to continue with him or, B, this is not what you want. You want an exclusive relationship and a future. And then you just stop the ooh-la-la and just be friends and probably, you know, move on.
3: Okay. Yeah, that sounds great.
1: <laughs> Good luck to you with that talk. Yes. The, the, this is a key talk in the relationship. So, fingers crossed, he will say, great, I want it to be exclusive too.
3: Yes, I hope so.
1: Me too. Thank you so much for your call. A bonne chance.
3: Thank you, Simon.
1: I'm going to go to my email because her daughter found something on her father's phone and she doesn't know what to do. So I'm going to help her next. Stay with me. If you have a problem or a dilemma, something is happening and you need my help, but you can't dial in, email me your question at rendezvousshow.com. Trish, what is going on with this person's dad's phone?
3: All right. So this email comes from Paulina that says, bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Paulina.
3: While syncing up my dad's phone for him. I found a bunch of lovey-dovey texts that he's been sending another woman who is definitely not my mom. Mm. The texts make it very clear that he's having an affair. I'm so shocked that he would do something like this. I haven't told anyone about it yet, and I don't know if I should. What do you think, Simon?
1: Paulina, if you find out that your father has been texting another woman that is not your mom, what should you do? I'm going to tell you that next, so stay with me. So imagine this. Imagine you're looking at your father's phone, and you find that he's been texting another woman that is definitely not your mother. That's why Paulina just emailed and said, what do I do? I'm freaking out, right? Hey, you shouldn't tell your mom or your dad about this. This is none of your business. If I found out from my own parents the same thing, I would never say a word. I would say, it's shocking Maybe talk to my therapist about it, but now we never told told either my mom or my dad because that's none of my business. And us kids are not responsible for our parents' relationships. So my advice to you, Paulina, is I understand the shock, and I'm sorry you saw that, but stay away from that. Don't talk to your mom. Don't talk to your dad. This is none of your business. It's their problem, and us kids are not here to resolve our parents' problem. That's my answer to you. Any other questions, call me, 855-905-8255. Simon Marcel, during the rendezvous, I'm always looking forward to your love stories. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Andrea. Bonjour, Simon. You have a romantic story for us, for me tonight?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's about how I met my boyfriend.
1: Please, share. You know I love them.
3: Okay. Um, So, I was walking my dog. This was um, probably two months ago. Mm -hmm. I was walking my dog in the park. And I uh, saw this guy walking his dog. And, I mean, I see people walking their dogs all the time. And we just kind of, like, chit-chatted a little bit. Our dogs hit it off. And then I didn't really think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, on the way home, I was like, oh, that guy was kind of cute. Whatever. Everybody's married and stuff anyway. So I'm, I'm sure nothing would ever happen. Uh-huh. And then a month later, I was walking in a different part of the park and I hear my dog's name is Ruby, and the same guy goes, oh my God, is that Ruby? And I looked up, and it was him. Mm -hmm. His name's Ari, and uh, he was like, I thought that I was going to see you in the park again after we met that one time, and I've been looking for you. And I was like, what? Oh my God, that's so crazy. And we kind of like walked a little bit. Turns out he's like, from, we're both from Maryland mm-hmm. um, he is an architect he's two years older than me never been married and asked me out to dinner and we've been dating ever since and he'd been looking for me for like a month
1: I like that do you when you look back do you wish that you would have met him earlier or do you, you think that one month that period was like a nice break in, in a time before you met again
3: I think. I actually like that it was a month because, I mean, if I saw him the next day, of course, you're going to remember seeing the person the night before. Right. But the fact that he, like, remembered my dog's name yeah. and listen. all that stuff meant that he was, like, actually looking for me. He could have been, like, oh, hey, I remember you.
1: No, listen, when you told me that he remembered your dog's name, I said, bing, that's it. So this, this, those moments when you know somebody has paid attention to you. That's what romance is about, paying attention to somebody you meet. And I think that you described it well.
3: Yeah, and it wasn't like the first time was like a big in-depth conversation or anything. Right. So I hope it works out. Everything's going great so far.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for sharing that story and have a good night.
3: No problem. Thank you.
1: Coming up, I have the result of a poll I had on my social media about friends with benefit situations. You don't want to miss it. The results are next. You are listening to The Rendezvous and I'm Simon Marcel. I had this question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Check it out. There's always great polls and things we put there. Um, And so anyway, the question was, have you ever been in a friends with benefit situation? 63% of you said yes. 37% 37% of you said, no, I'm part of the 63%, I must admit. And, and you know, it's sometimes it works. As long as you don't catch feelings, it's always a, a good time. Once you catch feelings, it's like catching fire. The house goes down. So just remember the terms of friends with benefits. Have a good night. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.